please be advised that all video and audio recordings were completed before the COVID-19 pandemic. Black Female Project. But I'm curious for folks who, who don't identify as Black women, how can they sustain you? What's their work to do to, to, to keep you thriving? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Black Female Project Podcast. We're here with part two of our 2019 Black Female Educator Series with our longtime partner, Black Teacher Project. Last episode, we ended addressing the vastness of Black women as educators. We continued the conversation centered around our opening question that you just heard. I'm sure you have thought of this question, have your own responses for it, and are ready to hear the responses from our guests, because I know I am. We will listen to their connections around the social-emotional support needed for Black female educators, their desire to inform parents and students of the nuances that are built into the education system, and how they're in this work to care for the whole person, and I personally would add, the whole community, not just pieces and parts of a person or community. As you end this series, I believe it will leave you with a deeper understanding and love for Black educators, and it'll encourage you to advocate fiercely on their behalf because every child deserves a Black teacher. Like I really do care about my kids' grades and my kids getting the content and, and that they're, on, I mean, honestly, reading on levels so that, that, I, that they have a pathway to success. And I feel like that is really um, a big challenge of being a person of color in the classroom in general is because there is so many social emotional issues um, that are barriers to actual academic growth that I'm just I'm like I, I want like I want to know what that formula is I want to know what that program is I want to know what it is that our kids need um, in order to really scaffold that social emotional so that they have access to learning and so all of these other pieces that that don't seem to get there uh, it really is that to me is really like the you know, as a home communication, home parent connection. What what is it? You know, because I, I feel like uh, you know I'm thinking about Manzanita Seed. I'm thinking about Oakland Soul. Social emotional learning and um, cultural humility is the base of what we're our program. And I'm just like, is it the the way we administer? Is it something else? I'm just wanting like I feel like I would love to study or hear from um, from y'all what works best in your class to get your kids ready to learn. You know what I'm saying? Like. That really is a big deal to me. And it's like, I feel like my, especially my kids of color, they lean on me hard emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, like they really need that love. They really need that connection. And I'm like, baby, I'm trying to feed your brain, babe. Just, can you just, can you just, just <laughs> like pause, take this in? Mm-hmm. And I'm really like, it, it's so interesting because it really is so much to have happening at the same time. It's like, but I'm literally here to serve you. You know, and like trying to, that, and that to me is like, for me, like trying to get to success. It's like when I can get to each one of my kids and they're like, yeah, science is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, interesting with the getting them to read and how do mm-hmm. we connect. And last year I had a, the best class ever. I came here, I was in the inquiry program. It's like, I have no problems. Mm-hmm. This is the best year she ever. Did show <laughs> I don't have an equity 
question. I, I, I don't have one because everything is great. <laughs> I was happy, and I'm I'm still happy, mm-hmm. but um, but less happy because those great children who I was making sure because my whole thing is if I'm tutoring fourth graders who are reading in kindergarten, something must have happened. Yeah. That mm. that their kindergarten teacher or their first grade teacher, their second grade teacher and their third grade teacher didn't do. So since I teach first grade, I'm gonna make sure that every first grader that comes through has a solid foundation. Yeah. So that as they move forward, they will be able to pick up whatever it is they're going to learn. So that is my main focus. And I did that and now I'm looking at the second graders now who keep coming to me and wishing that they were still in my classroom and I'm looking at and they are sad and I'm like what did I do maybe I should have looped <laughs> you know to because now and you know I'm like so how is you you do this great this work and then you release them into mess and you just hope that what you've done for that first year man Mm-hmm. You know that it, it it will hold them until they get to the next one because that's I'm doing every day I'm like I'm feeling it because I still I mean, we in what month is it March mm-hmm. I should not have second graders coming up to me still saying that they wish they were they should be loving their teacher they should mm-hmm. be having a ball in their classroom mm-hmm. I shouldn't be having half my class come up and say I wish I was in your classroom. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that either. Mm-hmm. And I feel that uncertainty too, especially like, I mean, I teach seniors, <laughs> which is hard for me every year because we get like this super close and then it's like, wow, when am I going to see you again, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also like, what is college going to be like for you? Because I'm not going to be there. Mm-hmm. And knowing that for a lot of them, it's going to be hostile. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not going to be love like it's love here. Mm-hmm. Um, and working through that and like, are you ready? You know, like the first question I ask students when they, like, they've come back to the school, I'm like, did you feel prepared? You know, and like always willing to like, you know, really wanting to hear the answer. Cause I'm like, how can we do better by mm-hmm. you? Cause like, I, I also feel the question of um, like students wanting to have that relationship with you, but it's like, I also, I need you to do the work, right? Otherwise I'm not going to be happy, you know, with you, you're here, you're smiling, you're having a fun time. I need you to produce as well mm-hmm. um, because that's how we make sure that you're successful. Right. And yeah, I feel like I'm always figuring that out. Mm-hmm. Still figuring that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we deal with that? <laughs> 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 you a crystal. Uh, Tell me yeah, how to deal with that. <laughs> you know, I, I honestly could just go back to what I said initially about having to lead from a place of mm-hmm. of of your truth. Yeah. And not not stepping out not doing something not making a decision because you're afraid or you don't want someone to be upset because someone's going to be upset Mm -hmm. by the decisions that you make someone's going to be upset by the comment that you make but if i am asked not to return because i'm going to fight the fight for kids and i'm going to push back on practices and name the school to prison pipeline when i see it and talk about hmm how come there's an expectation for some people to really um, be strong and disciplined and other people don't have to have any classroom management. And, and then we say, well, we, we just, you know, we want to just let everyone be, what are we, what are we preparing our kids for? If we're just kind of letting them float around the room and walk out of the room, you know, I'm going to ask those questions and I have to just trust that those hard questions or that discomfort, that's all right. And whatever needs to come as a result of that, Mm -hmm. 
if I'm asked not to return because I'm pushing for kids, then that's the right, that's the right move. Mm -hmm. I have a question. There's this uh, phrase, hashtag black girl magic. Mm -hmm. right? um, there's also one black teacher magic that's gone around. And so I'm wondering as, as black female teachers, how has your magic shown up in your work? Mm -hmm. Like what's that? There's an assumption of the special sauce, and I was like, I was like, we have, you don't put your sauce on everything, right? Here's the line. It's time for hot sauce, it's time for yeah, look. You need an aioli or whatever. But uh, well, I'm just curious as to how in your practice, and it's a question around around thriving as well, but how is that? How's that black girl magic shown up with your students, with your colleagues, with your own navigation of the system? I, I feel like I bring like I was thinking about Tierra in this one about the just bringing heart and vulnerability to it. I think there's a lot of ways that that yeah, black women feel silenced, but I, I'm in this place in my career too where like I don't have all the the classroom experience, but because it's a second career, it really is like yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so, like sorry y'all. I was about to hear about it. Um, and that to me is something that, um, it's a special place that black women can be in. You know what I'm saying? It's like listening to your name. It's like listening to that, you know, that, that wisdom um, or that person who's just gonna like really like say the kind of undercurrent in the room or just hopefully lift voice for folks who don't wanna, you know, necessarily be the one putting themselves out there. Um, and I feel like that's, you know, part of it because we were usually having to be somewhat in the front line. <laughs> Usually, you know, already like fought to have our voice, so why not say what I really feel right now? Yeah. Um, right. And so that that is really in honor of all that's been put ahead of me. Because like, if I'm not ready to say my part yet, then what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. You know, so, and then trying to also model that for our youngest ones. It's like, listen, if you could just tell me in a way that I could hear you, or if you could just calm down and, and just put it all the way out there, or you could just, you know, trust too, it really becomes a thing like, no, I want to hear your voice. I don't want to just hear your anger. I want to hear what your needs are, you know? And so putting that out there in that way too, that they could just be truly, truly honest and real with me, you know? Mm -hmm. And that, that, I think that's black girl magic, black teaching. Mm -hmm. um, black educator magic, black principal magic is yes. really, well, um, <laughs> I'm a mother. So uh, I'm a mother first, actually. I'm able to do the work I do because I have kids at home. And so I'm able to, you know, kind of approach situations with kids and, and know that they can hear it from you. They, they, can, they can take the fact that you're calling them out or you're holding them accountable about something because they know you care about them and they know you love them. And so it's kind of that part that allows some really difficult situations or a student in the school whom everyone else is like, I can't get through. It's like you are able to approach things from that place of like, you know, you are, and you have an understanding because, you know, you do have to code switch. And so I'm in a meeting in a minute and then I have to say, you know, for real, are you for real right now? <laughs> for real, you, you we really gonna do, no, okay, then come quit playing, okay? Yeah. So then it's an understanding and then the kids are with me like you already know, all right. <laughs> come you know so we we kind of can talk that out so i would just say my kids know that i love them and i care about them and i want them to be successful and they can accept a hard message from me yeah. because of that that yeah. they may not be able to accept. and That's so then real. people are like well i don't know why 
you know, I, I have an idea, but right. you know, we all have to find our, our way mm-hmm. and our niche. Mm-hmm. And, and that's for me too, because, uh, well, they still at home, but they old. My youngest is 18. Nice. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so for me, I, and I, apparently I can't get any more children. I was told I couldn't bring another one home. <laughs> so it's my classroom. So I have, that is where I am because I love children and that's yeah. where I want to be. And because I am a mom, I have mm-hmm. seven kids. And every last one, actually, I have more now, but every child in my classroom, I teach as if they are my own. Mm -hmm. And when their parents come, I teach them as if they are my own because Mm -hmm. over half of the parents, I have children older than you. And so... Can we just honor the black? (laughs) Don't cry. (laughs) (laughs) Look for the cracks in the black. You won't see it. Hey. But you know, so I have, you know, so when the parents come, especially my black parents, they come in, it's like, okay, so we're about to have a conversation. You know, last one I had was like, your child is stinky. What are you doing at home? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. is it time for some deodorant? The thing was, it wasn't time for deodorant, but I had to let her know your child is stinky and you need to wash him up. Mm-hmm. You know, just, and she was like, oh, thank you. Haven't had a problem since. Um, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. let me come, let me help you out mm-hmm. here. Cause no one's gonna tell you. I know that's right, but you, yeah, you know, nobody's gonna tell you that, mm-hmm. you know, he's running around because you, he's a big boy and you think he's old enough. He's not old enough. Mm-hmm. He's only six. Yeah. So keep washing up your child yeah. until he's able to do it. Mm-hmm. Just, and I have conversations. All with all the parents and um, the the I have the best relationships with all my black parents. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, oh, do I need to call? Oh no, no, not It's like okay, you know the same mm-hmm. thing. What are you doing? Yeah, and the cell phone. Let me get out the. Oh no, I'm on my way. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Oh, okay. Because I. <laughs> and we can then text. Yeah. Because yeah. I think Grandma wants to hear from. Oh, oh no. no, she. Oh okay. Yeah. It and seemed like you have to do it okay. once, mm-hmm. and it's like and everything yeah. Yeah, I don't, they don't want that. The mission of the Black Teacher Project is to develop and sustain Black teachers to lead and reimagine schools as communities of liberated learning. The Black Teacher Project's vision is that every student will benefit from the diversity, excellence, and leadership of an empowered Black teaching force. You can find out more information at www dot black teacher project dot org black mommy magic <laughs> that that's what it really is yeah that's yeah i mean i think um i don't know it's interesting thinking about kids because i don't it's probably gonna be a minute for me but i feel like i have them right you know and they'll be like i'll say something like don't you know once we're hole punching i'll leave them holes on my floor you sound just like my mom um but it's interesting for me, I think my my black teacher magic, black girl magic shows up in my persistence. Like I think about just all the stuff that I go through all the time and I still show up to that school every day and I don't bring that to my kids, you know? And if, if anything, I walk away feeling better and I'm really grateful for that. Um, so I think also like the authenticity I'm able to bring 
the environment and like that community that I'm able to build, like I'm, I am my full self in that building and I, I feel affirmed in that, my classroom. Um, so I think it also shows up there and in, and in relationships and like sticking in relationships, you know, when, when students, like I've had a few of my advisees who I'm super close to, they'll be the ones who'll try me the most. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna stay in this with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and and, they, and they, they see that and they notice that, that persistence, like, okay, so she really, she's really in this with me. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's where it shows up. And also my curriculum, like, sometimes I look on my stuff, I'm like, dang, I did that. Like, you know, so also in like self-affirmation because I'm not in a place where, um, where other people are going to tell me that. So I have to tell myself, like, mm -hmm. I'll leave myself, no, girl, you taught that today. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and yeah, so I think that also, me being there for myself is where that magic shows mm -hmm. up. And so many people have had to do that before me, you know, so I'm grateful that I've learned that from them, you know. I think another important piece of the work is is the connection with families and mm -hmm. being able to really educate parents um, mm -hmm. on the system. So often there are parents who think that they want something for their students, but they don't really recognize what it is they're opening up sometimes. I think that there's sometimes a perception like around um, what an IEP can mean for a student oh. um, and that it, it, you know, and if a student needs an IEP, they do, but I have spoken to a lot of parents who really need to just kind of maybe uh, lay down some consequences for students. The answer is not within having an IEP, if with behavioral issues or kind of talking to parents who have this perspective of, well, you know, the, sc the school will take care of it, the system will take care of it, and having to really be clear, like, the answer is not does not lie in the system. The answer really is is with you. And we really need you as a partner to ensure that your child gets everything they need, um, including boundaries around how they show up at school and, and what is and what is not okay. So I find that relationship piece is really important around just educating parents on, you know, if you're signing this, this is what this means. This is what this could mean for your child and making sure that we're really thoughtful around the path that we put our kids on, thinking that this is somehow like a, a, a better thing when it may not necessarily be. And just being really clear about the overrepresentation mm. of, of black children on certain certain pathways and making sure that parents understand, especially at a high school level, like mm -hmm. diploma versus certificate track. Absolutely. And how many times I've spoken to parents are like, well, they said it's basically the same. No, 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 that's not the same. Mm -hmm. That's not the same. So let's just be really clear. Right. And if your child's wanting to go to college or the military, whatever options, you need to understand the path that you're putting your child on and don't assume that this is somehow better mm -hmm. when really this is a behavioral issue that needs to be corrected because I mean, I'm in elementary school. Mm -hmm. It's like the answer is not always in, well, I'm gonna sign this paperwork and then that's uh, the ticket. And it's like, that is not the ticket. Mm -hmm. what, so. I, I don't, what is the certificate track? I don't know what that is. It's, I, I, they don't just get out diplomas when you graduate from high school anymore? You can be on a non-diploma track. So okay. basically you, ha you have like a certificate of completion. You don't have a high school that's diploma. New. Right. Mm. No. Well, that's not new. Yeah. I think in some circles, I think in some circles, it's newly articulated. Oh, okay. Um, very few things are new. It's just sort of who, who, who's in that, and and where it comes out. Okay. Yeah, maybe people aren't aware, but it's that's what I mean about just the importance yeah. of educating our parents and having that relationship where we can say, you know, this is what this actually will mean for for your child. Mm -hmm. yeah.
because my uh one my daughter who's uh she's in college right now her first year and she wants to um she's majoring in social work mm-hmm. um and her um iep when she came to it was like this thick mm-hmm. and I, why is the she's going into sixth grade why is it this thick mm-hmm. the the purpose this is, you know, this is before I started teaching, you know, I'm just at, at home. Yeah. The purpose of her IEP is for her to start working on these to get rid of it. This is not getting rid of it, mm-hmm. you know. And so we worked and worked and, and, and then she didn't have an IEP because what, why do you have, you're not supposed to have an IEP until you graduate. from. It's supposed to be worked on and you gain in the skill so you can become independent because that's why it's in, it, that's my thinking. It's individualized so that by the time you graduate from high school, you no longer need anything because you have all you've gotten all the support and you know how to do it. But it I've been looking. It's like it seems like they want them to keep an IEP forever. Hmm. Well, that that sometimes is the case for students. Once they enter special education or have an IEP, they have one. And if no one is monitoring that and that, like yeah. you said, an IEP, it's really about the goals of the IEP yes. that a student should be working should be towards, working but it can be used in other ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's been for a while now. And I know that if you don't know as a teacher, right. then so I know that our parents, parents yeah, they don't so really so. always yeah. know what they, you know, and they're, you know, mm-hmm. so. Just the importance of educating our parents too. Before your closing, I have a question before your closing question. So if your question isn't the closing question, then oh, okay then. So it could be a closing question. um, I am curious to know what kind of support systems you have in place that sustain you, because when you mentioned about isolation, there's also just a greater study around. There's isolation working in places of oppression, so there's some isolation if I'm the only, or I don't feel a sense of community with my coworkers. Layered onto that is now, well, now I have to work harder. Well, now I have to, so then I self-isolate just for sustaining. So now I'm actually now isolating from my family too, because I'm working more, because I'm stressed more, and now I'm emotionally having some challenge. So as you continue to thrive and, and be present for your teachers and be present for your young people and at home, what are the support systems you have in place? Actually, it's quite a few black teachers at my school right now. So mm. I have them. There she is right there. <laughs> <laughs> Fifth grade. Uh, and then I have my family. Yeah. And I got two of them right there behind me. Mm-hmm. And then I go to church. God, number one, for me, number one is is, is my my faith in, in the Lord and mm-hmm. his, he sustains me. And, uh, and family and, and then friends. And they just, Help me right along and Black Teacher Project. I love the Black Teacher Project. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I was so, you know, I was sitting there with mm-hmm. me. <laughs> when we have the inquiry. <laughs> and it's it's just for teaching, being able to come in in Infinity is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then for all of the other stuff, you know, to help me with all the money that I spend and, and, and then even get off with more you know, from a husband, like, well, what else do you need? Mm-hmm. It's okay, I'll get it. You know, it's like, without without my family and friends and Black Teacher Project, I, I don't, it's, that's why Black teachers do leave, because it, it's not sustainable. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not sustainable. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say similarly, like, I have 
I'm friends with folks that I still went to grad school with, you know, mostly black women. And I don't teach with them at my school. Actually, one, I had an application. She was at an interview at my school today. So maybe <laughs> so. Um, I don't teach with them, but I can always, I know like if something happened, I can communicate with them and they affirm me and they keep me going. Um, and also help me to contextualize my experience in like a larger narrative and not just my own stuff that I'm going through. Um, and I'd also say like, you know, family, I'm like, I'm in a situation where my family's in the Midwest. I'm like the only one out here. But I talk to them all the time and I go and phone mom and be like, girl, let me tell you about these teachers today. And she's a nurse and we actually have, you know, really similar things that we're going through, even though we're in different professions and she's older than I am and things like that. And then also just like self-affirmation, like I was saying before, like I started last year, I started journaling every day and that's really helped me to process the things that I'm, that I'm dealing with and also keep things on paper. Right. Because um, I'm like, I also think I'm like people, you know, people keep trying me. I'm gonna write that down. I may come back to it later for like a book or article or something. I don't know, um, but it's in writing, and I know that, that like that writing won't fade away. I won't forget about it. So that's another way that I, yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, definitely prayer, um, journaling, and then being in community with people who I don't have to explain every small nugget of truth to. Uh, definitely the Black Teacher Project, like the invitation to be here tonight. I definitely had to respond because of just what the Black Teacher Project meant to me and the community that it gave. And then um, through the Black Teacher Project, coming into connection with um, Black administrators. So I'm in another group and it's, I realized that that's kind of like my therapy group because we all are, we all have the same nonsense that we have to trudge through. So it's, it's really been helpful because there's a lot that I don't have to explain and there's the affirmation of like, no, you're not crazy. Yeah, that was that was something to to sort out and, and we're gonna keep pushing through. So yeah, I would say that. But ultimately faith. Faith that, you know, it is it is faith that has brought me here. It is grace that has brought me this far and that's what'll continue to sustain me. So I'm not really I'm not afraid. I just believe. So I really found like these extended spaces to be super, super important and helpful you know, black teacher project black female project um it, it's yeah I, I just really 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 appreciate these spaces because there's a there's a lot of just like what diana was saying like a lot of things that, that doesn't need to be explained and a lot of my my family is relatively far away mm -hmm. and a lot of my actual culture is in new york city so to me it doesn't it didn't really matter like even people of color from the west coast i didn't really understand <laughs> so <laughs> You know, like to me, West Coast is hella friendly, but it's not, I don't always understand when when you're telling like the complete, complete truth. But then in these kind of spaces, I feel like no one is, mm. there's no second style. There's no other thing you're trying to talk about. We're all here. We all got each other's back. I'm not going to walk away and judge you. Like a lot of these agreements really make a difference for me. Mm. Um, because I actually really, the first time I actually really felt like how this could possibly be a hostile profession was mm -hmm. getting my credential mm -hmm. being at cool. school when you're constantly you recognize like oh everyone can come here and get an education but for completely different reasons mm -hmm. like you're not trying to save any black child mm -hmm. ever <laughs> like why are you here mm -hmm. and i was like wait a minute okay sorry 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 go ahead do your thing do your thing <laughs> like, my bad you got you i got me but then it was really 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 important to me to like then actually find people who are actually trying to do the same thing yeah. you know like actually this is calling them to do this versus something else like um 
And so that's been really, really important. And yes, family and babies. Oh, I'm a sixth grade teacher, but please come there anytime. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Mm-hmm. So cute. Oh, it's like my kids. Too. Oh, they do. My kids hanging out with my kids. I have to say advisory. Advisory is one of those structural things that truly is important to me. That time that you actually spend informally with your students and being with them and, and just connecting with them and being a role model. And I'm like, yo, you know, sometimes I hate y'all, but you know I love y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like all the time. Every Wednesday. That's like Really playing badminton, playing soccer, mm-hmm. just chilling with the kids, you know, like having those moments where like, oh, an adult cares about me, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just wants to hang out with me. It's like, yeah, how's your day? What's up with you? <laughs> you know, real, it's how real people talk in the real world. It's just an institution. Mm-hmm. I'm just another person, you know, so mm-hmm. that, that really mm-hmm. sustainable. Mm-hmm. So my question was, was similar to the sustainability and maybe we can fold this into any closing thoughts you have, but I'm curious for folks who who don't identify as Black women, how can they sustain you? What's their work to do to, to, to keep you thriving? I'm just like, it's popping up for me, sorry. Yeah. It came up so much around like, when our voice matters, equity around voice. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Don't play me. Come on now. Yeah. You know, stop being so shallow. I see you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That that be the piece. It's like, well, you know, is the multi-faceted um, responsibility, the multifaceted approach. Like, if you're gonna come to me about this, make sure you're coming to me as a full person about everything. Yeah. There it and is. That, yeah. That's it. That was really deep too for me. What my mom was saying about like, did you ask me about my needs? If you're here to serve me, then why aren't you talking to me in a way that you're actually wanting to to be there for me and not just, oh, this is my job, this is what you need to be doing now. And so those two real pieces of respecting you as a whole person and recognizing that, um, recognizing we're all racist, really, really recognize. So you, when you're making different choices, just, I'm just saying, just have a little objective, you know, objective little checklist to remind mm-hmm. yourself we got to do the same thing with our kids the same thing in our classrooms it's objective i have a lens i gotta check that lens um and and please have a black confidant please have a black confidant like someone you really can trust that you can really talk to and ask about have a black friend stop you know don't just don't just try and do that job if you're gonna you know come on do let somebody black touch your heart and then come out of service and then come be about us you know, that's, that, right. that's real talk, you know, and then, and then, you know, then I got you, but, you know, don't, don't just be using people because I, I mean, that's, we could be doing that with other people's kids too. Mm-hmm. You know, education can take us anywhere, but we're really coming sincerely to serve these children. I just would come to us from that. That's what I would definitely recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I have a lot of ideas about what people could do to sustain me. I think one thing is like, I don't know, like genuinely checking on people. Um, like one thing that's come up for me in school is I'm like, oh, y'all even know what I do because people aren't in my classroom. So people like say nice things about my teaching and I'm like, did you hear that? Or like, do you just have a feeling? Cause you don't actually know. Like I could be in here doing whatever with these kids. Um, so like genuinely being there and celebrating my work is really important and celebrating it unapologetically without worrying about how white people will feel and how their feelings will be heard if you're uplifting a person. Um, cause I think that's come up at my school as well. I think another thing is like pay people for their labor to, you know, to your fullest capacity. Like a lot of times the funding isn't there, but if it is, 
you know, ask me if I if I got my lunch taken care of for the week, right? The answer's mm-hmm. probably gonna be no, right? So what can you do to step in if you like use I don't know like you um, use your capital to take some some work off of me, um, or ask what you can do to help, like you know, to step in just because when we're in these schools we are doing so many different things at once and only being paid for a percentage of it. I mean, as teachers in general, but especially black teachers. Um, so those are things that come to mind for me. So I would speak to again about not being relegated to the role in which you need me to fill, but recognizing me, you know, kind of like you're saying as the whole person and all of the competencies that it requires to do the job. Um, and also um, I would say for, for like white allies, more or less, oh, um, is get to a place where you recognize that it's okay for you to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. that you can be uncomfortable and that many, many, many people particularly black people have been uncomfortable for centuries Mm -hmm. and, and don't feel like your discomfort needs to shut down a meeting and stop people from processing. You know, it's okay that you're uncomfortable sometimes because out of discomfort comes growth Mm -hmm. and out of discomfort comes many things. And so if you're finding yourself uncomfortable, you don't have to go into this hysterical place. You don't have to, claim to have been attacked, you know, because attack really to me means something different. Um, and it's not something that you can do to me, like sitting down, you know, and, and it, with your voice in a calm tone, like you didn't really get no proper attack. To me. So, yeah. Like you don't really, that's, I don't know what's going on. So, you know what it, but no, really what I'm trying to get at is that you were just, you were uncomfortable by something that was said to you. And, and so you can exaggerate that to be, well, I was at, no, you, you know, you just didn't agree. You were uncomfortable and it's okay to be uncomfortable. And it doesn't have to be dramatized into like somebody is, is the villain because you're uncomfortable. It's okay to be uncomfortable. So I would say if people could kind of have some reflection on that and how overreactive people can be because they were uncomfortable yeah. when, you know, my people have been uncomfortable historically in this country mm-hmm. and and stop being like that's like that's all there is mm-hmm. like well you're supposed to be uncomfortable it's fine for you to be upset mm-hmm. but I I I, I felt a te- you know stop mm-hmm. you're a drama queen mm-hmm. so yeah I, I guess when you said look to help I was thinking about we can come help me set up my classroom <laughs> yeah. uh, we can go out and you know and have dinner real quick or lunch mm-hmm. starbucks cars are, are helpful mm-hmm. uh donations to pay for buses for field trips are helpful yeah, stuff like that uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you know so that that's where i went to but you know when when we talk about white people and how they can be helpful they can start recognizing that their helpfulness is what got us into this mess mm-hmm. in the first place that, that it is a mess it's not is the education system is not set up for black people to be successful and recognize that and recognize where you fall into, well, what are you doing to keep this uh, farce going on that you really want to actually educate us, you know, as a culture. Um, so that that's where I am with that. But, you know, personally, you know, Jamba juice, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're like, yeah. no, yeah. no, like yeah. that's so real. Classroom, I'm serious about the yeah. classroom setup. It takes me days. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. to, to get the effect that I want so that when my kids come in, that they know they are well loved, that they will learn, that they will be yeah. happy, that it's sunshiny, and they can come and talk to me. They <coughs> they do not lie to me. Tell me who peed on the floor. It was me. Okay, please don't do it no more. Right. Love okay. You yeah. know, all and it yeah. So all all of that. And yeah. I think yeah, I think also just like last thing I would say is. I think a lot of folks like the idea of being allies without any of the labor. Mm-hmm. So like recently I had a situation come up with a colleague where I was like, there are multiple white folks in the room and yet I still had to take 30 minutes out of my day that next day to have a conversation with that person and help them understand why what they did was not okay. And of course in that situation they cried and it ended up being about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the fact that I had to sit through that when there were white people in the room who they could have sat through that because I'm sitting through enough right now. Yeah. It's just an example of like, these are people who claim to want to support me and claim to be allies, but like you had a perfect opportunity mm-hmm. um, and just didn't do it. So doing things like that, because I would have loved to eat lunch that day instead of having that conversation, you know? Yeah. So. Recognizing the opportunities. Yeah. Just and, and, you know, I, we're, we're going to close, and I, I wanted to just offer part of what was behind that question, given where we are, it's not always a black-white dynamic, mm-hmm. right? And so when I was thinking about people who are outside of uh, the identity of being black females, that's, you know, our, our brothers, that's our black men, that's other mm-hmm. women of color, that's, mm-hmm. you know, so just thinking about all of the folks that we're interacting with that do or do not... Um, help sustain us, right? And so I think, I, I just wanted to name that and, and also hear that many of what the things that you shared can also be applied there. And I would just, yeah, yeah. I, I could just add like, another thing that comes up for me as a black woman is often having to address, like, you know, when misogyny shows up at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my advisory this year happens to be like, mostly young boys who I love um, but with that, you know, teaching 18 year old boys, <laughs> a lot of things are said that I have to then address. <laughs> Not only am I dealing with that in my personal life, but also doing that as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I'm always so grateful when my male colleagues step in and do that work for me. And I wish there was more of that happening within black people. Like if we could just start there, like mm-hmm. us addressing our own misogyny and patriarchy and things like that, like that would be super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could breathe a little bit. So. Speaking of breathing. Let's do <laughs> you that. Know let's do that. Is. Let's do that. This time to so, um, First, you know, again, just just being here in gratitude. Just thank you all. Thank you all for sharing your stories, for sharing your perspectives. Um, I want to invite everyone in the room to 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 give thanks. To give thanks in the situation. Black Female Project. We invite you to learn more about the women in this episode, Black Female Project, and ways to support the project by going to www.blackfemaleproject.org.